drive, <laughs> whoa, without fail, drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Gergesites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. And behold, the ark of the covenant of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribe of Israel, out of every tribe of man, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above. They shall stand upon an heap. And it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were coming to Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped, and the brim of the water for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose upon the heap very far from the city Adam, which is beside Zarathan, and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, fell, and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground the midst of Jordan, all the Israelites passed over on dry ground, under the people were passed clean over Jordan. And it came to pass when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan, and the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the garden of Jordan, out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm. Twelve stones, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Verse number six, this, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them that the water of Jordan were cut off from the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And when it passed over Jordan, that the waters of Jordan were cut off. And that these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Verse 9. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of Jordan. And the place where the feet of the priests which bear the ark of the covenant stood. And they... And they are there unto this day. Verse 20. And these twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come what mean these stones, then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. The Lord your God dried up the water of Jordan before them until you passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over. And all the, and the, the, all the people, verse 24, that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you might fear the Lord your God forever. Father, we love you today. Pray, God, that you'd help me, Lord, to mind you. Help me to be mindful of you and give you glory. Help, you, help us, dear Lord, to get out of the way that your will can be accomplished. Lord, I pray, God, that we see some things that need to be remembered in the services. Lord, he, he taught on it this morning. Blessed our heart. 
some of the singing that's been going on uh, this morning has been reminding us of the day. Lord, tomorrow's coming. And Lord, we want to be our best to mind you today. Yesterday's gone. We can't get it back. The only day we have is today. And Lord, I pray if somebody here is lost, that today's the day and now's the time they get saved. Lord, we pray, God, that you'll get glory. We'll thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Cleanse us of everything. Empty us out of flesh and failure. Fill us with the pie of the Holy Ghost. Preach us in pie that we might bring glory and honor to your name who is worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me, I want to preach on this thought, remembering what we need to remember. And the Bible, he's told us in the book of Joshua that there's going to be some things that need to be remembered. Notice what they did in verse number 9. They set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan. That was underneath the water. When the water comes back, you couldn't see those stones. But they also took 12 stones from where the feet of the priests that bear the ark stood. And the Bible said they built on the other side. Thank God, inside Canaan territory, they laid up 12 more stones in Gilgal. And these stones, uh, when they asked what the stones meant under the water, uh, and they asked what the stones meant on top of the water, uh, uh, they were to do it for a memorial uh, to remember some things. Uh, And so those 12 stones, uh, uh, we're told on the side of Jordan, is a memorial of testimony, uh, uh, not just to future generations, of Israel, but according to verse 24, that the people of all the earth may know. And so, glory to God, there's some things uh, that we need to remember. It is a memorial of the power of God. It is a memorial uh, of the protection of God. Uh, They passed over right against Jericho. It is a memorial of the power of God. Uh, He held back the waters, a memorial of the presence of God. Uh, I I thought about this 12 is the number of Israel and is a memorial means that Israel will always exist amen and as long as we are Americans the fallen soldiers during this time of year who gave their life for our freedoms their, their memory should always exist Proverbs 10 7 says the memory of the just is a blessed thing but the name of the wicked shall our rod as Christians no matter what happens in our life thank God we're to remember one other thing that there is a statue of liberty it's not a woman holding a torch but thank God it stands behind us today thank God for the real statue of liberty that reminds us of our freedom thank God that ought to be remembered the memory of saints worship should be remembered in Matthew 26 and in Mark 14 and in John chapter number 12 uh, what Mary did uh, when she broke that alabaster box uh, amen she was hoping uh, as a bereaved mourner uh, uh, to lean on his feet Uh, uh, she was honoring uh, as a beloved worshiper uh, and she was loving on his feet Uh, uh, it it is a mission ministry it is a memorial ministry uh, and it is a meaningful ministry and my God uh, how we are 
ought to remember that when real worship goes on, it ought to be a memorial in our mind. Amen. Jesus said everywhere this gospel's preached, it's gonna be it's gonna be memorializing her. Amen. Of what she did, how we ought to worship. Hallelujah. I think about the memory of tears in Psalms chapter 56 and verse number 8. The Bible says, Thou tellest my wonderings, thou puttest my tears in a bottle, and are they not in thy book? Hey, just the memory of our tears and of our anguish and of the souls that we prayed over and the services we longed for and the Lord coming by and meeting with us. Every tear you've ever cried is bottled up in God's bottle and written down in a book. God is making a memory. He's memorializing your tears. Amen. The memory of martyrs, the memory of Mary's worship, the memory of martyrs, the memory of what God did here for the children of Israel. Uh, the memory of those soldiers who died so we could have this freedom. The memory of our master, our savior who died on the cross of Calvary. The memory of martyrs in Revelation 17 verse number 6 shall always exist. I, I saw a woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her I wondered with great admiration. Uh, hey, thank God it's going to be memorialized forever. We'll be in heaven in glory and we'll still be talking about the blood of our martyrs that died for the faith. The memory of the bride of Christ is going to be something and the righteousness of the saints will be remembered forever in Revelation 19 8 after her was granted that she should be arrayed and fine linen clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints and when we see each other walking around and the white rose we'll remember that it wasn't us that got us there it was the blood that was shed Woo! that washed us as white as snow Amen. hallelujah them flags must be broke already if you glad you saved today you ought to wave a hand. Amen. Thank God. We're going to remember forever when we look at each other's white robes and we're sitting around at that table. He girds himself and serves us. Look down there at Elijah and we ask him, I want to say, preach a little while, Elijah. Amen. We look over at Isaiah and say, tell a little while. And then Jesus will say, that was good, Elijah. And that was good, Isaiah. And Brother Shane, when you preached, that was good. But let me tell you what that verse really means. And he goes to preaching. Amen. And we gather around the throne. Oh, they's going to be preaching in heaven. Woo! Preaching magnifies the Savior. It memorializes the sacrifice. Amen. It calls to remembrance the worship of the saints. Hey, can I say today, I'm just glad that I'm going to get in on it on this side forever. Get there. Amen. In Joshua chapter number 4, there were stones to remind Israel. But in Joshua chapter number 4, there were stones to refresh Israel. Church, I don't know about y'all, but every time I hear about Calvary, it refreshes me. Every time I hear about the sacrifice, hey man, it refreshes me. When I see little saints, hey man, and these young people taking part, and Jay up there leaping nervous, I mean nervous. Hey, if you don't believe he is nervous, ask his daddy. He woke up nervous. Hey, man, coming to church. He said, I know it's time for church, Daddy. I'm getting my arm moving already. Hey, man, nervous talking to Mr. Bethany, trying to coordinate. Oh, but thank God they did it. Them girls that's nervous. Hey, man, Seth got up and sung and talked to Sunday.
Sunday school class. You young girls got a part of them other Sunday school classes. Noah got out here and cleaned the whole church. It ain't easy cleaning this church as Noah. Hey, I'm talking about this generation of young people. Hey, man, that stirs it up. They'll come by and say, what means these stones? Hey, what does it remind you of? Hey, what, what, what means this shout I hear? What's this stone? Hey, man, it's when God showed up and His power got manifest and somebody got to praise it. That some old saint got born again. It's when the Savior got exalted. It's right here on the right side of the altar where God parted the river Jordan and I died to self and I got born again and Canaan lands my home. Hallelujah. What means these stones? Hey daddy, what is it? What means the stone of the scripture? What's so big about the King James Bible? Hey, what means these stones of old time worship? And thank God, hallelujah, for the stones that we lay up. It's a memorial Hey, I wonder in our life, does our kids see the things we really want to remember that's important to us, the things that are memorials to our life, amen, to remind Israel, amen, to refresh Israel, but to reinforce all that God did, not just for Israel, but for all the people of the whole earth, amen. Hallelujah, one man said it this way, he said it as the same day, 40 years before this day, when he went over and set them stones up in Gilgal and set them stones in, the bottom, in that water, it was 40 years before that Israel had set out from Egypt. Thank God by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. These stones reminded them they wouldn't even be there if God hadn't came where they was and brought them out. They wouldn't even be a cross. Hey, be no flag. Hey, be nothing to shout about. Hey, be no grandpa. I saved. No mom and daddy saved. There'd be no Bible. I say hallelujah for God getting his chosen people out. And I will say this, I thank God for them. If it wasn't for the nation of Israel, we wouldn't have a savior. We wouldn't have the scripture. Somebody ought to say amen right there. I thank God for this Bible. Somebody ought to say amen. Hey, it was the blood, amen, that we came out of Egypt by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And he kept us. I look, they could look down at their feet every day and say, my God, them things are still as good as the day I walked out of Egypt. And they walked in, they walked in, Tommy Hilfiger don't make none that good. I'm talking about bass don't make shoes that good. Ariat boots don't make shoes that good. And they walked in, I'm talking about for 40 years in a dried, wasting wilderness. God gave them quail, gave them water, took care of them, let them suck honey out of a rock. He gave them shade in the daytime. Amen, warm, fiery cloud in the nighttime. Let them worship, come down and fellowship with them. Oh my God, hallelujah. And ain't God done the same for us, church? He brought us out by the blood. He took care of us and provided every means in order to remind us, in order to refresh us. And it needs to reinforce for the next generation what we're standing for, amen. One man says this, old Francis Schaeffer, he said stones were to tell other nations that God is different than their phony gods. 
that he really exists, that he's living, and that he's all-powerful. Amen. Amen. You know why they needed a memorial? The same reason we need a memorial, because we tend to forget what God's done for us. I think that's why he says, offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. And Hebrews 13, fit by him. Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That's the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You know why I think he put that in there? It's so we'd be reminded and be refreshed and reinforce the fact that we need to give God thanks continually. Or if we don't keep thanking him and keep praising him and keep blessing him, we'll forget what he it is God has done for us his presence, his power his provision, his pardon, his payment of our sin debt, his propitiation stood in our place on the cross of Calvary somebody say amen hallelujah, they, they forget, they're forgetful people I mean we see it in the wilderness wandering, but they don't get into Canaan, they already forget then that's the way we are by God, we need to be reminded once in a while. Amen. These stones remind us, amen, of God's momentous, miraculous, ah, marvelous happenings in our life. Just think for a minute, just think for a minute about the day you got saved. You didn't come to church looking to get right with God. But God knew that was going to be the day he is going to save your soul. Hey, man, when he is on the cross that day and you was on his mind. How before the world ever was, before the Garden of Eden was ever planted, before God ever made one star and stuck it in his socket, he, man, he was already the lamb foreordained to die. I say hallelujah. Bless his holy name. It will remind us of his marvelous, wonderful, miraculous, momentous things that he's done in our life, these stones ought to remind us if it had not been for him, man, we'd have been in the mess. Would y'all agree with me? I think about this, it reminds us, it refreshes us, it reinforces us. But not only that, it reestablishes us. Look back with me in the Bible. Look back at what it says in verse number seven. And the Lord said unto Joshua, this day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. You know what he's a, you know what he's a telling him? He had done told him in chapter 3, they had take up that ark, and that ark is a, is a picture of God's presence, God's provisions, God's protection, God's power. It is a picture, amen. There's no greater picture in the Old Testament of Jesus than the tabernacle. And there's no piece of furniture in the tabernacle, a greater picture of Jesus than the ark. And they lifted up three quarters of a mile upstream. And the waters just overflowing its bank, and it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been hard to pass if they'd have went there not during harvest time, but they're there in harvest time. God knows exactly what He's doing. He don't want them to swim across. If they swam across, they'd be JWs or Church of Christ or or, or Church. Of, I don't know what they're doing now that the halls is all shut down. I guess they all going to hell. It's the whole thing. I know they got to work their way there. They can't not. Everybody say, is everybody all right? If they don't believe Jesus is Savior, they are going to hell. Say amen. 
Amen. They didn't swim their way across there. God said, I'm going to make a way. I'm going to do something supernatural. I'm going to part the waters. Amen. And Jordan's a type of death. And three quarters of a mile upstream, here them men are bearing that ark. You're so far upstream, you couldn't see nothing. But the S-U-N shining off that G-O-L-D, and it looked like God's presence. Hey, man's a shining off that. And all of a sudden, the water stopped, and God dried the ground up. And the Bible said the water's piled up. He done part the waters. Hey man, and walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. Don't believe Hollywood. They wasn't even a mud hole there. Somebody ought to say amen. Somebody ought to say amen. Right. I'm talking about dry ground, dust bowling. And when they got down there, hey man, from Adam to Zarethan. I'm glad he'll part the waters from A to Z. Say amen. He backed them up. Hey man, and dried it up. And they walked over all of them on clean, dry ground. I'm saying this, great God, what a powerful God. If God didn't, didn't do it, they couldn't have been done. And if Jesus hadn't, hey man, parted the waters and died in your place, he made a way for you to go to heaven and taste the death forever man. You'd have died in your sin and went to hell. But Jesus made a way. Amen. And he was lifted up at Calvary. Woo! And that's the only way we're going to cross over. Amen. He said, if you'll do that, he said, I want, in other words, y'all need to lift it up. It's a picture of me. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw. Are y'all with me? He said, y'all need to lift that up. No doubt. It was a heavy load for him. That's gold. And, and, and manna, and, and, and manna in there, and, and, and there's rod in there, and there's them Ten Commandments in there. Are y'all listening to this preacher? And, and on them staves, and them guys that was ordained to hold it, they had to get up underneath of it. I wonder, hey, this is to reinforce, this is to reestablish us. This is to remind us. This is just to refresh us. This is to reinforce some things. These stones, of these things that we remember, hey man, they need to remind us about what, preacher? Hey man, it means to reestablish. You got to get under the load. Hey, you're going to have to lift him up. If you don't lift him up, I know it's a heavy load sometimes, but it's a holy load. Somebody say amen. Woo! And the Bible said, hey man, we'll be doing what the Lord wants us to. Because the Bible said this in chapter 3 and verse number 10. And Joshua said, hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you. Hey, look at that. He said, Joshua, if you'll do this, hey man, if you'll, if you'll, if you'll help me out, I'm going to help you out. Amen. Hey, God help us to have a desire. Hey man, not just to run. We ought not just be running on excitement. We ought to be running, thank God. Hey man, we're fired up, whether it's good times or bad. I've seen enough people shout whenever things good. Anybody can shout in camp meeting. I'm, I'm about shallow shouting. Can you shout when everything's going wrong? When you ought to be pouting, can you shout? Don't come to me shouting. I feel like saying sit down and shut up if you can't shout when everything's just steady. They did what they had to do. They bore the load. They lifted up the Lord. It was heavy, but he's holy, and it was their way of help. Hey, they had a desire, not just caught up in the excitement. It was their duty to do that. Y'all listen to this preacher. God help us. Bunch of folks can't shout unless everything's going good. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? We need to bear the load. He's trying to reestablish, reinforce, remind us. Why? Because, friend, he called you to do it. Because it's your duty to do it. 
Amen. That's right. But because it's critical. If they didn't do it, if they didn't do it, they couldn't have went over on firm, dry ground. But because they lifted the ark up and the feet of the priest that bear the ark stepped in. <laughs> Woo! I don't know if y'all getting this. I'm saying they had to put their back toward Egypt and their face toward Canaan. Now y'all listen to this preacher. I'm, I'm, they didn't want one single casualty. I don't want no casualties. I don't know about y'all. I don't want no casualties. I don't want nobody to go to hell. I, I've seen some preachers, they preach on hell and they look like they're happy people's going to hell. I don't want nobody to go to hell. I'd like to see everybody get saved, but the truth is, they ain't going to, but I'm going to tell you, it's my calling, it's your calling to bear the load, to lift him up, to set up a memorial for future generations. Well, there'll be one thing about it. I know without a doubt, my daddy lifted God up. I know without a doubt, right here's where they, he crossed over Jordan. He got saved on the right hand side of the altar. He held up the King James Bible. He stood for what's right. I say, I, I remember that about my daddy. I don't remember a lot else. I don't remember a lot else. Didn't have a lot, but thank God I do remember that. Amen. Hallelujah. I wonder if you got anything leaving behind. It's critical. Amen. We don't want nobody to fall out. But listen, sometimes it'll even get confusion. Now I'm gonna say this. God's not the author of confusion. But your mind gets confused because you're not listening to God. My mind gets confused because I'm not listening to God. And we listen to other people and what they say sounds good. And so sometimes we say, well, hey, that must be good. I, I thought about it as so I was sitting there listening and, and reminiscing about Abraham and, and realizing that all them Old Testament saints got saved the same way we do. And all the people that ever get saved going to get saved the same way we do. That's about faith looking toward the cross. We're looking back at the cross. Everybody say, well, he got saved by faith and grace. Somebody say amen. amen. Abraham rejoiced to see my day. That's what Jesus said. Is that not what Jesus said? And the last verse of John chapter number eight. Amen. Amen. That's exactly right. Hallelujah, that's exactly right. I thought about it as he's preaching. Hey, man, and Jesus come down there to the tent. A pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus went down there to Abraham's tent. And they got to talking and, and fellowship. And he added him to come out and look at the stars. He'd already told him, look at the sand. He said, that's the nation of Israel. He said, I'm going to multiply your seed as the sand of the sea. Hey, man, I'm going to give you a seat. Abraham gets nervous. He starts talking about Eleazar, some a servant in his house is considered a son. He can take up the inheritance. Is that who you're talking about? The Lord said, no, I'm going to give you a son. And, and he's already told him one time about the sand. He couldn't get it. And so he took him out and did look toward the stars. And, and if you look at them 12 zodiac signs, that's a whole other message. But if you look at them 12 zodiac signs, don't listen to astrology. Turn over the map when you go to the Chinese restaurant. They're a bunch of idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. That I know the man who put them there. Somebody say amen. Amen. And he put them there with a gospel message. And each one of them 12 signs talk about the 12 steps. Amen. It talks about the God. It's the gospel message. And when he was done showing him the gospel, Abraham believed and God counted to him for righteousness. You know what happened that day? He believed the gospel. In those signs, you see the birth, virgin birth. Virgo, somebody say amen. 
Can y'all just say amen and just trust me? It's a virgin birth. Amen. Amen. Great God. All the arrows of the wrath of God has been drove up in the heart of Christ at Calvary. Somebody say amen. And he's going to come back one day and victorious and whooping that crowd. That's the last one. He's the Taurus. Amen. And them seven stars around Taurus horn. That's the seven churches. That's the church. Somebody say amen. He saw it all from the beginning to the end. And Abraham believed and God counted him for righteousness. He said, praise God. He said, woo! He believed the same truth that you and I believe. And great God in heaven. Hey, we need to remember it's the gospel that got us in. It's critical. We don't want no casualties. And when the world gets confused, we don't need to get confused. Am I right about it? We need to trust God. Sometimes the things he says seems confusing. Luke chapter 4 verse number 3. He said, take you hence to the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood, firm twelve stones, and shall carry them over with you and leave them in a lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Did y'all just see that? Picking up stones. That don't make sense. Just picking up stones. Well, I don't understand what God's doing. Sometimes God's going to have you doing things that may, may seem confusing. But God's got a purpose of it. He's going to get you to build a memorial. You don't realize what he's doing, but God's doing something. Sometimes you go through dry spells and you think, my God, hey man, we're in a desert, we're in a desert, we're in a desert. But as Ms. Rhonda quoted the other day and put it in, hey, I'm glad a desert ain't in us. Amen. We've got a well in us springing up into everlasting life. There's rivers of waters on the inside. And though we're in a desert, man, a desert's not in us. We've been saved by the grace of God. Amen. How Hallelujah. Remember, it was God that suggested that Satan try Job. Is everybody okay? Take a deep breath. It was that wasn't the devil's idea, that was God's idea. The devil knew he couldn't touch Job because God had a hedge around him. Woo! He said, ain't you messing with him. He's God's little, he's put a little pet. He's God's little pet. I can't, hey, I'm glad the church is God's pet. Amen. Hey, can't nothing happen to us. I'm just simply saying this. It may seem like potholes. It may seem like stormy clouds. It may seem like hardship after hardship. But a lot of that is all you. You're in that funk because of flesh. It ain't because of the Father. Say amen. You're in a rut. It's because you dug one out. Hey man, God don't want you in a grave. That's a rut with the ends knocked out. He don't want you in a grave. He don't want you in a rut. He wants you full of the Holy Ghost serving God. Somebody help me. Am I right about that? I believe I'm right. Amen. Building a memorial, even when it's confusing. Building a memorial because it's critical. Building a memorial because it's, it's our calling. Building a memorial because of what's coming. See, look, look in verse number six and seven. Look at verse six and seven. That this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? There's going to be folks that plowed before us, there's going to be folks that plowed behind us. Everybody ain't bad, but they are some bad apples in the batch. And he says, in time to come, they may look at these stones 
and they may look at this memorial and they say, what mean these stones? So he told him to do something odd in verse 9. He said, go look at the place, he said, to build the first memorial. He said, you need to build it in the midst of Jordan. Hey, 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 listen, when the waters is back, you can't see what's underneath the water. You can't see the 12 stones. You don't know what it is, but it's in the midst. Ain't you glad God did something on the inside of you that now, folks can't see, but it's on the inside of you. It's a memorial to you. You know what's inside that river in you. It's going different than it used to go. Are y'all listening to me? Oh my God, the place where the priest, notice that he said in the midst of, in the place where the feet of the priest. Uh, but then notice the, uh, this is what he said, not just that, he said it's going to be there perpetually. So preacher, I'm trying to figure out why, why God had them stones there. Well, you can't see them 12 stones. You don't know it's 12 stones, but something has caused a little flutter in a river that was otherwise moving smooth. You don't know what it is, but something is under there that's diverting her. Oh my God. Don't you remember when you first got saved? They didn't know. They, didn't, they couldn't see what it was that went on in your heart. But they got to noticing these things different in your life. You started flowing in a different direction. There's, there's, it, was, it began to make waves in your life. And you began to make waves around you. And folks couldn't figure you out. They say, I don't know what's wrong with you. You've went crazy. You've got a hold of some bad, uh, bad wine. You've eaten some bad bread. You've eaten some bad cheese. Something's weird wrong. Hey, what's happened to you? You're crazy. You're overboard. <laughs> they can't see on the inside. How, you know it's there. It's a memorial. And so God said, we need to put one up on the bank. And so we're going to carry it over to Gilgal. Notice this. They put it over to Gilgal. And I believe it's over there in Gilgal in the land of Canaan in verse 21 of chapter 4. They're going to say again, what mean these stones? They needed a constant reminder. God's people did. A constant reminder of God's power, God's presence, and God's provision. He says, then you shall let your children know, saying, verse 23, the Lord your God dried up the water of Jordan before you until you were passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which is dried up before us until we were gone over he said but it's not just for your children it's not just for Israel the people of God it's for all the people of God among all nations he said all the people of the earth might know at the hand of the Lord that it's mighty that you might fear the Lord your God now you say preacher come on now why on that side Jordan Gilgal's where they re they reinstituted the circumcision. Nobody had been circumcised that was born for the whole 40 years. And they reinstituted it and piled up the circumcision until it formed a mountain, called it Gilgal. And in Gilgal was a mountain reminding them that they were different than any other people on the face of the planet. It was they had the covenant of God. It was a covenant that separated them. It was a covenant that made them peculiar than anybody else. 
else. But not only that, there's a memorial that God got them here. They couldn't have got here to have Gilgal. They couldn't even have got there if it wasn't for the God that got them there. You need some memorials in your life. After you're saved, you need to have a memorial telling everybody the old man's dead. The old flesh is circumcised. I am a new spirit for the glory of God. But you need to remind them also, it was God. It was God that done it. It was God that done it. Hallelujah. And every once in a while when you go by that memorial, you need to be reminded of something else. You see, they're going to be, there's some things to come that's going to get them. They're going to have to face seven nations. You say, preacher, that don't apply to me. Well, just hold up a minute. Seven nations. Let me tell you what they, they could, I believe this with all my, seven nations Joshua met as soon as they crossed Jordan, they started meeting these nations. What's some nations that plague us? See, preacher, we don't, we don't fight outward fights like that. Well, we're having this celebration this day because of outward battles that we had to fight. And by the way, if it wasn't for people like Brother Doug who got saved on the back pew in the old church, his dad, if it wasn't for people like Brother, brother uh, he read about it, if it wasn't for Private First Class Atkins, then we would be saluting like this instead of like this. Somebody, y'all just try it out, try it out. That feels good, don't it? Hey, Matt, y'all just try it out. That feels good, don't it? I'm not pledging my heart to no man. My heart's God's. Amen. I will salute your authority. Amen. Your place of leadership. Thank God. If it wasn't for me, like, hey, there's outward battles, but there's inward battles that every person faces, and we need to endure hardness as a good soldier. We need to be reminded. We need to be refreshed. We need to be reinvigorated. We need to be reinforced. We need to be reestablished. Here's why. There's seven nations we face every single day. We face that, that abomination nation. That's that mindset which claims to know God with their mouth but deny God. Titus 2.16, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. Hey, we face seven nations. One of them is abomination. We face them. I said, Pritchard, not in my own personal life. Thank God. Hey, I'm glad you're the real deal. But you are going to face it out here in this world. And you're going to face it maybe even in the church ranks. Amen. Folks who profess with their mouth that they're saved, but with their actions they deny him and therefore are abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. Somebody said, man, I feel like preaching. I feel, I feel like I just bit down on some gunpowder right there. Hey man, God wants us to live right and do right. Say amen. Amen. We, we, we deal with abomination, but I want to tell you what, we deal with condemnation. A, a nation mindset of a condemned life. You remember what Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. God help us, and you've done it, and I've done it. If we could ever learn to get over our past, we wouldn't trip over our past while we're trying to live for God in the present and try to push forward for God in the future. But most of us, if we don't, if we don't watch it when we really get saved, get serving God, the devil wants to bring up every fault, every failure, 
here. You'll come to church. Don't feel like you've got the right to wave your flag. I'm your pastor. I'm going to give you a right. Wave them up one time. Wave your hand. Thank God you're saved. If you ain't got a flag, wave your Bible. Amen. Make a devil mad. Amen. Thank God. I'm glad I got a flag to wave. I'll say amen. It's my standard. Amen. Hallelujah. It's where I throw my allegiance to. Amen. But if you don't watch it, the devil says, yeah, but I know what you did after you got saved. I know what you did. I know. And that guilt will weigh you down. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Amen. Therefore, I like what it says. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk, listen, who walk not after the flesh, but after spirit. It might be there's so condemnation in your mind that needs to be defeated because you keep listening to the flesh instead of the spirit. I feel like preaching there a while. Amen. Condemnation, you deal with it. Abomination, you deal with imagination. A nation mindset which refuses the mind of Christ. That's what the Bible, it talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 5. Cast down every imagination, every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought under the obedience of Christ. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Carnal, that's a real, that's a real gun over there. Boys, ask me. Ain't got no bullets in it. Can't, I'm scared. Got too many young boys in here. Amen. Real boys. Hallelujah. That's a real gun. That's a 6.62. That's got a holograph side on it. I say hallelujah. Amen. I mean, that's a real one right there. I'm talking about real. I mean, you can you can knock chiggers off a duck's back with that thing. I mean, it's good, brother. Dear. I mean, pinpoint. I mean, you can knock them down. That there's legal. You can go. It's bigger than the 5.56. You can actually go deer hunting with that one. I mean, you can. I don't know if it'll drop them uh, 500 yards, brother Tony, uh, but I feel like it might. Amen. I know it'll tear some stuff up at 300 meters. I do know that. Amen. That thing right there, it's good, but it won't do a thing. It won't do a thing to them imaginations and the thoughts. That that right there, you've got another weapon. You, you've got another weapon. It's called the scripture. It's called the spirit of God. It's talking about singing spiritual songs, making melody in your heart. That when Hank Williams comes on the scene, start singing that, start singing Amazing Grace, and Hank Williams will have to go take a pit stop. Somebody say amen. Amen, preacher, preach on. God help us. We need to tear down some things. Amen. Hey, we're armed and dangerous. God gave us the weapons we need. Amen. Got to watch that imagination. Got to watch that nation mindset of indignation. In Matthew 21, 15, here's what it says. It says, when things don't go my way, I'm mad. I know some Christians like it. I'm mad. Well, bless your heart. The other day, I got my buggy ran into at Walmart. Hey, man, I didn't get a bit mad. But I've seen people go off because somebody bumped their buggy. And they was on the cell phone. Hello, look out where you going is what I want to say. They go off, they're mad at people. Yeah, but they still went back to Walmart the next time they needed groceries. And I guarantee you they'll still go back to Lake. I bet you, I bet we, we couldn't even find a place to put a boat in over at Lake Bourne. There's probably so many boats out there. Uh, the, the lake water's just turned to pure exhaust. 
I mean, just pumping pure gas. Are y'all listening? I'm talking about it, it was so bad the other day. I went by. I said, my God, it's probably miserable out there. They can't even get on there. I was going to call my to see if we'd go for a ride. And my God, you, you, I don't even know where you'd park. I don't know what you'd have to hide. know somebody. I mean, it's terrible out there. People find falling over themselves just to take a boat out today. And, and we got plenty of room to park in the church parking lot. Hey, man, God, hell, mercy. Hey, just got mad at God and quit at church. I'll go worship God in nature. Well, bless your heart. Hey, man, bless your heart. I can worship God out there, too. And it's only because I've been worshiping him in here. Hey, man, hallelujah. Hey, man. I'm, that's too much gunpowder. I need to go on. Divin, divination is a mindset that says, I'm going to do outside of what the Holy Ghost tells me to do. I, I, I know what God said in his word, uh, but, uh, but what God don't want me to be miserable. Hey, preacher, God don't want me. I know he's against divorce, but God don't want me miserable all my life. No, get your wicked heart right and get happy. Hey, hey, well, preacher, I think it's just, that's, that's the spirit of divination. Acts 16, 16 through 18 talks about a spirit of divination. Hey, I'm listen, these people, that woman, that, that girl, that damsel that they use for divination, them wicked people, it's just full of the devil. She could tell certain things that was going to happen. She knew Paul and them was preachers. She knew that crowd was men of God. Just because they get a few things right don't mean you go back to the card reader and the palm reader and the gluttons. Everybody okay? Horoscope, H-O-R-R-O-R. -R -R. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. I know some people that called, amen, that hotline. Went to church at my buddy's church, and when they called that psychic hotline, they got full of the devil. They wasn't saved. And the young girl called the psychic hotline and got full of the devil. And they had to go cast the devils out of her. I know it makes you nervous, but that's the truth. Hey, man, y'all believe in God, don't you? You better believe in the devil. Believe in heaven, don't you? you better believe in hell, amen. You better watch that devil. You better try them spirits, see whether they have God or not. God don't want you just, he ain't interested in patting your flesh. Is everybody all right? God don't want me, miserable. You got to deal with them nations. He needs to remind us. He needs to reinforce us. He needs to reestablish. He needs to reinvigorate us. Hey, there's memorials. Think back to what he did for you. Think back to how he's answered prayers. Think back to where he got you out of sin. Think back to what he's done for you, all the blessings in life. Those memorials, I guarantee you got more than 12. They carried one for each tribe. If you just put one in a rock pile, and you ought to do this. I hope everybody in here has a rock pile by the end of the day. Just everyone you can think of, just pile up a rock. Build a memorial every time you walk by. What's them stones for? Well, let me tell you about time. That and on the bottom's where I got saved. That and on that TikTok where I got filled with the Holy Ghost. That and on, oh, that's where God hit me. Remember, I some scripture in the Bible. Oh, that's where you got saved, young. And hey, that's where my grandboy got saved. Are y'all are y'all listening to this preacher? Hey, this one right here, it's just boy, this is when God reminded me, hey man, that I need to stick it out and stay in the fight and endure hardness as a good soldier. Hey, there's a lot coming down the road. Hey, 
we've been blessed and God's been good to us. They've come across 40 years and they've come out of Egypt. Boy, God's took care of them. God's fed them. But there's war in Canaan. Amen. Yes, sir. The welcoming party is Jericho and God's going to prove to them again and they're going to walk by that wall and come back to Gilgal and be reminded. They're going to walk around the wall and say, oh my God, how big is the wall? Then they're going to come back to Gilgal and say, Woo! That's that old man. They're going to walk around the wall and they're going to come back at night. They're going to say, Woo! That's them 12 stones. Amen. Amen. Once in a while, you just got to memorialize some things and remember what God's done for you. Say, Amen. Procrastination's a mindset. Luke 9 62. Everybody wants to wait till tomorrow. My God, ain't no time to wait. Time to get busy. Insubordination. I want to hit this right quick. Preacher in subordination. What's it say in Jude 11? Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. They ran greatly in the air of Balaam for reward. They perished in the gainsaying of Kor. Hebrews 13, 7 tells us, Remember them which have the rule over you and have spoken unto you the word of God, whose fate considering the end of their conversation, whose fate follow considering the end of their conversation. He's talking about pastors and people and leadership spiritually. He said, Remember them, amen, and follow them and consider the end of their conversation. Amen. And then he said in Hebrews, 13, 17, obey them that have the rule over you, submit yourself watch for their souls, I think because they're going to have to give an account let them do, hold the office of a pastor let them hold that place of leadership with joy, help them do it with joy and not with grief for that's unprofitable not for this man that's standing in leadership but it's unprofitable for you I, I got to thinking about it the other day, listen if, if God puts if God puts you in this church and, and God God's allowed me to have the blessing to be your pastor. Amen. Then at least, at least act like you're hearing what I'm preaching. Fake it out. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Don't post it on Facebook that you're doing the exact opposite of your preacher's preaching. For God's sake, let people outside the church at least think that everybody in the church is living for the glory of God. Would y'all please help me with that? Just act like it. Say amen. And Lord willing, you'll finally surrender. It's that insubordination nation that you got to deal with. You know, kids don't like mom and daddy's authority. Wives don't like husband's authority. All you women say amen. Amen. Got one amen and a bunch of other women that's scared. Everybody say, y'all, all y'all women say amen. Amen. Say amen or wave your hand or amen, Miss Angie. Amen. It's the truth. My wife counsels married couples. Here's one first thing she does. Every time, I don't never tell her, she said the biggest struggle you're going to have as a lady is submitting yourself to his authority. It's the biggest struggle you're going to have. It's not something you ever get over. You never do it right. Your desire is going to be to him, the scripture says. That word picture is, you'll always want to take on his role. Amen. Is everybody saying, boy, it got quiet in here. Amen. I'm glad this was at the last point. Somebody say amen. But at the same time, men, have a role and responsibility 
and some of them's too pansy. I'm, I'm wondering where they go to the, get their hair cut. Beauty salon or the barbershop. Hype man. Hype man. You don't have to go to the barbershop. I'm just simply saying. I, I wonder where, where are we at when roles and responsibilities are getting. Well, that's old fashioned. That's outdated. That's the Bible. And I know this, brother. When we've got our own roles and responsibilities, and they've got their roles and responsibilities, it doesn't make either one of them better than the other. It doesn't say that we have the right to put them under our thumb. Y'all say amen. Yeah. Neither do women have the right to put them under our, their thumb. Y'all might as well say amen. It ain't right either way. We're supposed to serve God together and submit ourselves one to another in the fear of God. Everybody say amen. And with right attitudes and right actions, fulfilling our roles and our responsibilities at home, we're setting our youngins up for success. We're showing them what a good mama and a good daddy is so that they'll look for a good woman, amen, and a good, a good wife, amen, a good, a good husband. We're setting them up for success when they watch us fulfill our roles and responsibilities. Hey, man, hey, listen, and here's what I'm saying. My God, our mercy, every one of us have strengths, and our wife has strengths, and that's why we're different. Two, I mean, it don't even make sense. Two North Poles don't attract. Opposites attract. North and South, amen. I mean, I was lost and never, never felt attracted to another man with a beard. Somebody say amen. Amen. I just want to make sure y'all still laugh, make sure you're still awake. That's the truth. I ain't, I ain't never been a problem. No, never been a problem. Is everybody okay? It's about to get preaching time up here. I'm trying to close. Hey, but we, we, we get this thing mixed up. And, and, and men's looking like women. The women's looking like men. Hey, man, and the men's dressing and looking and talking and acting. I opened about we get Austin's perfume the other day. I walked in there, and the first thing, I didn't catch it at first. My wife said, don't you do it, honey, hush. And then this little old guy, sash, this little old boy sashayed, sashayed over. I said, that boy queers a $3 bill. I said, God, have mercy. That's the sickness thing I ever seen. Come on. Oh, God. My wife, no wonder she said that. She was a whole pulling my legs. Pull him up. We're just trying to get Austin's birthday present and get out of here. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thought to myself, that's the problem with today. Ain't nobody preaching it. Ain't nobody telling it right. It's not an alternative lifestyle. It's, it's insubordination to God. It's an abomination to God. Amen. And those are nations that everybody's got a face in your mind. And you better kill them. You better kill them while you can. Somebody say amen. Amen. We're, we're, our young people are being faced with it. They're changing the school curriculum. I'm not talking about California. I'm talking about Polk County. They're changing the curriculum in the schools, trying to make heroes out of Black Lives Matter. I just want to make sure everybody knows I ain't afraid to say it on the Internet. I just want to make sure y'all know whose side I'm on. Is everybody okay? I'm feeling the spirit of Tony Hudson come over me all of a sudden. 
all of a sudden, hi, man, I feel a spirit of Sammy Allen coming up. Hey, but it's, it's the honest to God truth. It's, it ain't right. God ain't a hundred miles of it. They're teaching that. And, and they're making folks who die for our country and policemen. I, I wonder what they're going to do. Uh, that crowd wants to defund the police. I, I, I don't wish no bad on nobody. I want everybody to be spared. But it would be funny. I wish somebody would steal everything they got. Who they going to call? Yeah. Ghostbusters? You ain't going to call the police. Hey, man, you ain't going to call the police. You didn't give them no money. Is everybody okay? God, have mercy. And then try to make, I'm telling you, we're in a messed up society. No su submission to authority and the rule of law and the moral law and the truths of this Bible. And we've got to get back and put some memorials up and say, this is why we shout. This is why we serve. This is why we sacrifice with praise, fruit of our lips, giving thanks. We remember the power of God, the presence of God, the payment, the provision. We remember everything that God's done. If it wasn't for the lamb, we'd still be in Egypt. If it wasn't for the doves, amen the honey, if it wasn't for honey biscuits in the wilderness, if it wasn't for all the blessings in our life I don't know where we'd be if it had not been the Lord who was on our side we'd have perished somebody help me Woo! set up a memorial y'all with me God help us set up a memorial I don't know how they did it I don't know if they murdered them they sure knew how to murder them they knew how to mud them. Look back at Egypt. See how they knew how to mud. Built on the backs of them folks. I don't know if they mudded them. But here's what the Lord said. They said there's a memorial underneath the water that's there to this day. There's things I've done that people can't see in your life that's there today. You need to make sure there's a memorial out here on the bank that they can see. Are y'all listening to me? There's something here on the inside. It's done. It's there. It's there forever to this day. But there needs to be something on the outside that people can see. What kind of memorial? What things are you remembering? What things have you forgotten? The bulletin says, Remembering those who gave all for our freedom. The one before it says, we will not forget thy word. Amen. Well, there's some things we need to remember, y'all. I would take time to talk about all that 12 is. Let me just say it like this. There's 12 disciples. There's 12 tribes. There's 12 gates. Somebody help. There's a lot in the book. God says, we're going to stand them up and remind people that when they come by, say, what mean these things? You won't say, well, I built this to remind myself of that brand new hammered bass boat. I'm going to tell you what, if you got a brand new bass boat, you ought to put up a rock on the pile just to say, I remember when God blessed me where I could have me a bass boat. Say Amen. <laughs> And I, I thank God for everybody's got a bass boat. And if y'all don't want your bass boat, 27 Troy Lane, you can drop it off. And I would, I would hate for you to be burdened with it if it's going to hinder you. Amen. 
If you can't keep it in the right place, 27 Troy Lane, amen. Hallelujah. Brother, would you, would you get rid of it all? Seth said something. Sister, you come play. I'm, I'm going to ask Miss Bethany if she will come sing and play and or whatever she's got on her heart. Seth said something this morning. He said, Paul said, I'm willing to die and go to hell if I can just see some of my Jewish heritage saved. Seth said this morning, what would you give up to see somebody else get saved? Man, what powerful truth. What memorials, what monuments are in your life? Let's all stand. It's my boy's birthday today.